0: All right, so welcome everybody to another episode of Point Counterpoint. And today I've brought on a guy from Bloodstained Men, and I'll just let you introduce yourself here.
1: Hi, I'm Harry Gehrmund. I'm with the Bloodstained Men and Their Friends, a nonprofit organization dedicated to protecting boys from genital mutilation.
0: Yep, all right. So so, how was it that you uh, originally got into this organization?
1: Well, early, uh, when I was a teenager, I realized that I had been injured by circumcision. There was a scar on my penis, and I had never asked to have part of my penis removed. And uh, from that point on, I knew that there was uh, something funny going on here, that people, that people would damage me in this way. Uh-huh. And uh, when the Bloodstained Men formed, uh, I had my first chance to join one of their protests in uh, the summer of 2014. And mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, glad to be with people who see the world the way I do, that yep. uh, boys have a right to their own bodies.
0: Yep. Okay. Okay. And uh, where's Busting Men based normally? Or it's
1: based it... in Davis, California.
0: Davis, okay. Interesting. <clears throat> all right. But so... we're from
1: all over the country. We're from all over U.S. and Canada.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, the U.S. is really where the problem is. Of There's terms. still about
1: twenty-five percent of Canadians being cut, but it varies by province. Mm-hmm. The rest of the English-speaking world used to cut their boys, but they don't anymore. And so, the the big problem is here in the U.S. with uh, uh, about half of the boys still being
0: cut. hmm Yeah. So, and in in the U.S., it's, it's mainly not for religious reasons, for like uh, like what Jews and Muslims do. It's mostly for you know because they want the, the baby to look like the father or because they believe it's cleaner it looks better um, yeah
1: there's all sorts of myths that support yeah. it and the. i know i know
0: uh, one but old, yeah i know one old one is that um is that it would it would prevent boys from masturbating is one right myth.
1: right so that's how it got introduced into the english-speaking yeah. world uh, first in England and then in the U.S., there was mm-hmm. this hysteria about masturbation in the 19th century. They thought it caused disease and the circumcision would prevent boys from masturbating. Of course, yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. And, but once it got established, uh, people kept coming up with new excuses to keep it going. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the other the rest of the world basically stopped, but the United States uh, kept the practice.
1: Yeah. And, and the non-English speaking world, uh, were, you know, mainland Europe never did it except for uh, a small minority of, of Jews and Muslims. Um, most of Asia never did it, except for the Muslim areas mm-hmm. and the Philippines. Um, in Africa, it varies. Some places they do and they don't. In Oceania, some uh, Pacific Island Islanders did it and some didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I have a map brought up of uh, uh, male genital cutting in different countries here. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, the cu- countries, mo- mo- basically all of Europe, is in the always rare category, and right. then, mm-hmm. yeah, and so places like China, India, Russia, um, and then of course Middle East just it's done more often,
1: right? Because it's religious a, reasons. Muslim, yeah, mostly Muslim there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, does bloodstained men, d- does it focus on more uh, political, like trying to get it uh, banned uh, on, a, on a federal level, or does it focus more on uh, awareness and trying to get make it more socially unacceptable?
1: Well, a long time ago, when I really had the epiphany that this is totally wrong, it's abusive and <laughs> should never happen, I thought, well, we'll just get an injunction and we'll stop it by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. And I talked to a lawyer about that, and he just laughed at me. He said, no, that doesn't work that way. The courts follow society. He says, the courts can't lead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what you have to do is first change social attitudes, and then legal attitudes follow
0: that. Yeah, Yeah. that's true.
1: So our job is to get out on the streets and change people's Mm -hmm. minds.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because if you just try to make it illegal immediately people that still support it are gonna protest that
1: right this just happened in uh, sweden uh it's on the news today that uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the center party in sweden uh passed a, a proposal to protect boys from mm-hmm. circumcision which is the totally logical thing to do and they got a backlash from religious leaders okay. and uh, last i heard they're backing away from it but uh uh, they absolutely were right. The boys have the right to their own body. They have the right to be protected from genital mutilation, just like girls do.
0: Mm-hmm. And Finland as well.
1: Finland, uh, yep. yeah, Denmark, we've uh, Iceland. Mm-hmm. So the Scandinavian countries are the leaders in social attitudes. I, mm-hmm. You know, and and yep. I wish America could be the leader here. And I feel, um, you know, I would like. I'd be so proud if we could be, but mm-hmm. we are really laggards in this in this yep. area.
0: Yeah, I think it, it it'll happen. I think uh, slowly but surely it's uh, becoming less less common in our country. Would you say that? Or?
1: It is tapering off, but it you know it, it should just fall off a cliff and it hasn't. So it's it's mm-hmm. it, it once people understand that it's mutilation, it's unnecessary, it mm-hmm. violates rights, um, it's not that hard to realize that this is the bad idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and if you look at, like, the tools that they use for circumcision, it's actually quite brutal. It's like they have, like, this clamp that they put on there and, yeah, like, different ways that they do it. But
1: It's heartbreaking to see that. I mean, when you see a, and one of the things that's most convincing for people is when they see a circumcision video, mm-hmm. see the brutality of it, see mm-hmm. the voice screaming like yeah. you've never, and hear him screaming like you've never heard anyone scream before, and the bloodiness and the attack mm-hmm. on the most sensitive part of his body mm-hmm. when he's totally vulnerable mm-hmm. and needs yep. protection. It's just what everything is wrong. You know, what's wrong with this picture? Well, everything is wrong with this picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that, uh, that's one reason that, some, that a lot of people don't even call it circumcision anymore. They call it a gen, genital cutting because uh, circumcision suggests that's more socially acceptable. And right. Then, it's, it's, and then, and yeah. then, when you call someone uncircumcised, then it becomes like it's just someone that hasn't had that done to them yet.
1: Right. So that the the, yeah. the propaganda uh, promotion of circumcision is is world class. I mean, mm-hmm. to to convince people that uh, the normal body is abnormal and mm-hmm. an abnormal body is normal, took an amazing propaganda effort. And mm-hmm. the word uncircumcised was part of that propaganda effort because. Yeah. It's just like nobody is undecapitated. Mm-hmm. They have a healthy whole body, and nobody's damaged it. Yep. And exactly. um, they're intact. They're not uncircumcised.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, one interesting thing is I was watching this video uh, recently, and i and it was it was actually saying how like with female genital mutilation, uh, it's still called a foreskin actually. Right. Um, yeah, which I don't think a lot of people realize, but like it's, it's it's really uh, more similar to male circumcision uh, than people realize.
1: Right, they're the exact analogous structure. The clitoral hood is mm-hmm. the a- analogy to the uh, foreskin, and yeah. of course both genders start out the same, and they differentiate in the womb. But as, yeah. during the process of differentiation, this happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And even even though it's basically, it's essentially the same procedure, more or less. Uh, one is completely socially taboo, and the other one is still widely practiced.
1: Right, and we have uh, people promoting it, uh, including our own CDC has okay. come up with a, a ruling uh, which was resoundingly criticized by professionals and uh, and the public when Mm -hmm. it was first introduced and then uh, last year it just slipped into law Mm -hmm. where it requires doctors to promote genital mutilation uh, Mm -hmm. to new parents and to teenage boys. Um, So this is uh, inciting violence against children. This is a a circumcision is violence Mm -hmm. against children. And it's the official policy of the CDC to incite violence against Mm -hmm. children. That's where we are today.
0: Yep. I believe uh, circumcision is the only um, s- surgical procedure that's completely unregulated.
1: That's correct, and yeah. it's uh, they don't anybody can do it. With, uh, you don't have to be a doctor to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's when it's done in a hospital context, um, no records are kept about uh, the watches. Uh-huh. So that's also a, a complete an. A, uh, anomaly it's just completely out of step with the way surgery with the way medicine is done you're normally they keep track of all of the botches all of the problems that come up they don't do that for circumcision mm-hmm. and when they report a death they report it as well he bled to death exsanguination mm-hmm. exang- or he got an infection well why did an infant bleed to death what happened to him that caused him to bleed to death what, or yep. what caused the infection it was an unnecessary surgery mm-hmm. and and those those they're not being held to account for all of the botches and the deaths and it's just not it's not tallied up under the under the told uh, under the tally of, of circumcision harm which mm-hmm. uh, if, if it were it would be a, the death knell of the circumcision industry which is very profitable
0: yep yep it's it's bad enough when everything goes right, but then there's the botched circumcisions where people lose their penis. And uh, have you heard of the David Reimer story before? Right. Yeah, which was just terrible, a terrible story. Where uh, just for anybody that hasn't heard of this, um, but bas- but basically he there was a circumcision, it was botched, he lost his penis, and so then they started to raise him as a female, essentially and um basically he was he was trying to like they raised him as a female and then he was trying to like tell his parents and stuff that he that he really wasn't a female and they were like forcing him into these uh positions in these compromising positions with his brother to try to get him to not be a male and then yeah yeah he had all these emotional problems eventually uh eventually he went he uh and got the surgery to get go back to being a man and then uh he had some emotional problems he did get married and then uh he killed himself and then his right. i believe his mother did too
1: i i didn't hear about his mother he had actually uh showed up at the doctor who cut him mm-hmm. his house with a with a pistol and was mm-hmm. going to shoot that doctor and and wow. broke down in tears didn't didn't mm-hmm. shoot him mm-hmm. um it's a tragic story of abuse layered on yeah. abuse layered on abuse, yeah. and um, one uh, researcher, John Money, got um, mm-hmm. made hay on this because he uh, they, because uh, uh, the victim uh, had a twin brother who was circumcised mm-hmm. at the same time but was raised as a, a male okay. because he didn't lose his penis. Yeah, they used these brothers as uh, proof. Mm-hmm. That uh, gender is a completely social construct. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the body, yep. and this this fraud, this absolute fraud, went on for years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and John Money made his career on it. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, uh, this was cited by feminists that said, "Well, gender is completely, uh, you know, a social construct. It has nothing to do with biology." Well, it's just mm-hmm. it's just not true. The fact yeah. that he, everything went wrong for this poor uh, man proves it. Yeah. And uh, so uh, there's just been fraud and abuse layered on fraud and abuse within that sad story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just one thing one thing after another with that story. Just yeah, There was, was a really good
1: book uh, published about it called uh, As Nature Made Him. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the author was John Pintra or something like that. But as nature made him, uh, it's a really good book, easy to read, and uh, it's uh, he did did a good job of describing what happened. Yeah.
0: So, where was it?
1: Um, and he's not the only suicide related mm-hmm. to circumcision. There's a there are mm-hmm. we've heard of we hear of men uh, who are so upset by their circumcision that. Mm -hmm. They eventually commit suicide. There was one recently in in, um, Canada. It was a young man. He was convinced by Mm -hmm. an unethical doctor that he shouldn't be circumcised when he he could have been treated uh, Mm -hmm. more conservatively. It completely, his life just unraveled after that. He ended up in suicide. Mm -hmm. And uh, this happens uh, more than people realize and they those need to be counted as circumcision deaths, even though they happen to an adult. That man's life was mm-hmm. completely uh, destroyed by the fact that he was a genital mutilation victim.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we need to uh, face that,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. so and then, yeah so, so you know it's it's just completely uh, terrible the effects that it has on people emotionally and physically, Of course, so I even have a few quotes from these, from some of these uh, people that were circumcised, and they say stuff like, uh, "I was just a baby, I couldn't stop them. Uh, I can't accept that someone did that to me. It's like I've been raped, sexual abuse. Um, it has negatively impacted all my relationships." And uh, this is from a, "I didn't want, I didn't do, I didn't do it was right for for my first son. That wasn't done right for me either. When does it stop?" Uh, and then uh, th- this act of male genital mutilation, whether it's a cultural or religious and religious or personal choice, I think is nothing but a scar of betrayal.
1: That's right, mm-hmm. it is a betrayal. And yeah. it's it's one, one reason why it's so hard for people to face, for mm-hmm. men to face who are victims is that to face not only the damage to their most private part and mm-hmm. all of that, that that implies, but the fact that the people that were supposed to protect them protect him, mm-hmm. um, injured him. And uh, it's it's very, it's a devastating realization. Mm-hmm. Um, just hurts, just hurts so much.
0: Yeah. Um, I think an, another lie that people spread a lot is that it's, cl- it's cleaner, it's easier to clean, uh, which is just completely not true. Just right. it's, it's not it's not hard to clean when it's when right. it's intact.
1: I point out that if somebody were to tear out all of your teeth, your mouth would be cleaner because yeah. there would be no food yeah, particles to... getting caught and you wouldn't have to brush anymore. Wonderful, yeah. but then you don't have any teeth. Yeah. Maybe, that's, a, maybe exactly. that's an issue. And if you did it without asking, maybe that's an issue.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> or also that it, it reduces uh, the transmission of STDs. But then I saw this one study where it, there was a case where I was believed that a guy that was uncircumcised like transmitted uh, hpv to his partner and uh but then it was found out that she actually had a different strain of it than he did so it w- it wasn't actually from him so well another one um,
1: yeah the hpv study that mm-hmm. um, first got it going uh, was mm-hmm. uh, flawed in that they were using a religious community who were very conservative in their sexual practice mm-hmm. as the um Uncircum or the circumcised um, sample set, and people who are not members of a conservative religious community who were uh, less or, or more promiscuous as the other set, and the reality is that HPV is tied to the number of partners. If you mm-hmm. control for the number of partners, there's no benefit yeah. from genital mutilation.
0: Yeah,
1: and the the overall. The overarching reality test is that in Europe, which is similar in many ways to the U.S., except almost all the men are intact, they have less sexually transmitted infections, less HIV. Uh, if circumcision were preventing or protecting you from these things, the opposite would be the case. Cut America would be the one with the better sexual health. We're not. Mm-hmm. So the real world is the ultimate test of any hypothesis. In the real world, yeah. all of these claims fall apart.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And another th- another interesting thing is after the circumcision is done, what's done with the foreskin is like they use it for like uh, research. They, they use the tissue often without the parents knowing. Uh, they use it for um, for to reduce the wrinkles in the skin and cosmetics Face and cream. stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and this has been I'm promoted right. by Oprah
0: Completely and other
1: her. other mm-hmm.
0: stars who
1: uh, Oprah's never apologized mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. Oprah, who should know something about uh, human rights, who mm-hmm. uh, claims to be a champion of human rights, mm-hmm. would uh, do something that's so grotesquely a violation of human rights mm-hmm. using another person's body parts yep. for your own cosmetic benefit. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. It's like what the Nazis did. I mean, it's just off the scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Oprah has promoted this and has never apologized. Mm-hmm. And the latest one was uh, the actress from Australia. I don't mm-hmm. want to name the wrong person, but she was a very be- pretty uh, uh, Australian. Kid, is it her? I think that was her, but I don't want to name the wrong person because
0: I. I but voice. anyway,
1: very pretty woman who's, you know, g- goes on TV promoting this. Uh, totally unethical foreskin cream and uh, i don't know what she's being paid for this or how she's being rewarded for doing this but it's uh, it's absolutely shameful it's it's just abs it's just they should
0: be ashamed here cause... i think i found um Is this it uh Sandra Bullock,
1: Sandra Bullock, yeah, it was the American. One I th- and yeah, I, I forgot who the Australian one was. and she just was on TV uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago uh, doing this. And, um, someday, one day they're they're going to be mm-hmm. shocked mm-hmm. when they realize what they've done. and this is this is mm-hmm. what's called the banality of evil when people just go about their business without, thinking about what they're doing how they're affecting others yeah and they do things that are really quite evil but -hmm. because they fail to empathize with how it's what how other people are being affected or fail to think about what they're Mm -hmm. doing to other people or what they're promoting to be done to other people Mm -hmm. this is the banality of evil and this was an idea that developed in the aftermath of the holocaust that uh Hannah Arendt, a philosopher, went to uh, the trial of Adolf Eichmann to see, well, you know, who is this man? What's going on here? Mm -hmm. People were expecting some kind of supervillain, some kind of larger-than-life monster. But what they found was just a very ordinary person who failed to think Mm -hmm. about the consequences of his actions and who Mm -hmm. failed to empathize with his victims. And she presented... Uh, the the term the banality of evil this is where evil really happens it's when ordinary people not super villains, ordinary mm-hmm. people not living up to their full humanity and every doctor who cuts a baby is perpetuating the banality of evil mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. need to see what they're doing they need to look what they're doing with their own hands and say my god how could i be doing this
0: yeah, and they think they're doing something good like the- They've just been trained to think that, you know, this is something that's healthy for the baby. They think they're reducing, like, the risk of penile ca- cancer or the transmission of HPV or other STDs.
1: And they're pocketing money, so it's yeah. easy to believe what they're told yeah. because they're, you know, it's yeah, it's exactly. you know it's paying for their new car. Mm-hmm. So and and if you do a lot of circumcisions, you 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 make a lot of money. I mean, it's it's good money for mm-hmm. yeah for yeah. easy operation. Easy for the doctor, not for the patient. Mm-hmm.
0: I know that, I'm not sure how big the movement is yet, but I know that there are uh, a number of like uh, Jews and Muslims that are actually starting to oppose it now.
1: Yes, so. um, we protest with Jews. Um, mm-hmm. uh, last summer, uh, uh, we were joined by Daniel uh, Tatke, who uh, was carrying a sign that said, this Jew hates being cut. This Jew hates mm-hmm. being cut. Mm-hmm. very you know he's very clear about he's mm-hmm. proud to be a jew but he doesn't like yep. circumcision another mm-hmm. uh, uh protester that joined us was jonathan friedman who was uh, one mm-hmm. of the founders of our group mm-hmm. and very clear that uh he, he he's not happy that his body mm-hmm. was damaged mm-hmm. he was subjected to the um to the orthodox ritual with the blood sucking and all and mm-hmm. he was horrified when yeah. he realized that this was done to him and um so uh, jewish men are getting it uh, mm-hmm. And there's a movement called Brit Shalom that's um, been promoted by both Jewish men and women mm-hmm. uh, to welcome the new boy into the community without any cutting. Uh huh. And and so this is a great development. Um, yeah. I, we we're not a Jewish focused organization. We're mm-hmm. we're open to all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do occasionally get uh, uh, Muslims coming up to talk to us at our protests. Mm-hmm. Uh um, We would love to see, of course, more uh, movement in the the Muslim community. We haven't seen Mm -hmm. as much as we've seen in the Jewish community, but um, there is hope. It's not like uh, everybody's just rolled over and died and said, we we can't do anything about this. They they are trying to do something about it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's most of the stuff I wanted to cover. I think one of the last things I wanted to say was uh, how I found out about this group and Actually, I was watching Tosh.0 oh on Comedy Central. And so then I saw the interview on there. With
1: them. Yeah, that was a great yeah. interview with, with <laughs> Brother K, our founder. Yeah, yeah, he, he really handled that well. It was just mm-hmm. uh, funny and, and informative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It, mm-hmm. This is a, a topic that's very hard to uh, mm-hmm. have humor in because mm-hmm. it's it's about child abuse. Mm-hmm. It's about a violation and painful realities Mm -hmm. and you you can't really make light of child abuse it's not it's not a funny thing so they the tosh presentation um they did a good job i mean for comedy central Mm it was pretty informative and i think Mm -hmm. i don't know how you responded but it sounds like you 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 enjoyed it
0: yeah it got me interested in the program like this sounds interesting yeah i should try to get someone from the group on the show yeah yeah i thought Daniel Tosh did a good job on that. Yeah,
1: he 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 did. He did. Uh, we we sometimes we you never know when you go in front of the media whether they're what they're going to do with what mm-hmm. you give them. So he did a great job. Did,
0: did you get many new supporters after the show, or
1: um, I? There was a definite uptick in interest. Yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are there any uh, closing remarks that you'd like to say, or? Uh... Um,
1: if you're a young person, and you haven't thought about it, uh, look at American Circumcision on Netflix, or Sex and Circumcision and American Love Story on YouTube. Uh, these presentations are very good at explaining the problem and why uh, you, you don't want to cut a son if, if you're lucky to have a son. Uh, and he'll thank you later. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't need to do unnecessary surgery to your, your baby. He's he's born just fine the way he is. Yep. And the other thing is, don't let anybody forcibly retract his foreskin. It, it, mm-hmm. It's That's very harmful. And that's a, a, a second chance that the circumcision industry has at cutting boys is by forcibly retracting their foreskin mm-hmm. and injuring him that way and then saying, oh, well, now we have to circumcise him. So you mm-hmm. need to be very protective both when he's born And any time, he goes in front of an American doctor. Make sure that nobody's forcibly retracting him. Once he's up to teenage, he'll be happily enjoying his foreskin, and he'll be home free and safe.
0: Okay. He'll thank
1: you. He'll thank you for protecting him.
0: Okay. And where can people find Bloodstained Men? Or
1: yeah, we're uh, at bloodstainedmen.com. Yep. On on the web, and we also have a Facebook page, Bloodstained Men and Their Friends, on Facebook.
0: Mm -hmm. Both are. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on today, Harry.
1: It's been great to talk to you, Christopher. Thanks for giving me a chance to talk to you.
0: All right. You have a good day. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.